Let us be the generation of women who know what it means to take care of ourselves from the inside out and love ourselves through it all, because that is not the world we grew up in. Hi, friend. Welcome to Gather and Growth, a show created for passionate, growth-focused, rural women like you. From mindset work and building strong habits to exploring the unique joys and challenges of living rural, this is a show to leave you feeling joyful, inspired, and a little less alone. Together, we're on a journey of reaching for the most confident, healthy, and authentic version of ourselves, and I'm forever grateful to have you by my side. Whether you're currently running on a back road, shuffling kids to town, hopping along for a tractor ride, or three loads deep into folding laundry, grab yourself a nice coffee and let's dive in. Emily, welcome to Gather and Growth. I feel like this conversation is a long time coming, and I'm so grateful to be here with you today. I am also so excited. I know we have been friends on social media for quite a while now. And so it's really exciting to have an actual conversation, quote unquote, in person as much as we can be. (laughs) Almost in person, even though, um, as we were just talking about before we hit record, you're in Florida where it's Mm -hmm. gloriously warm. And I'm in Illinois where it is cloudy and not warm. (laughs) Very blessed with good weather right now. And it's perfect weather right now. This is kind of the ideal time in Florida, which is why all the snowbirds flock to Florida right now. I get it. I get it. Well, um, other than being in Florida, I would love if you could tell anyone who's meeting you for the first time a little bit about who you are, what you do, and how you got to what you're doing today. Of course. I try to keep this short and sweet because there's a lot that goes into it. But hi, I am Emily Shaw. I'm almost 28 and I'm almost married. That doesn't really matter, but I just like talking about it because I'm so excited. But I am a dairy girl who grew up in central Pennsylvania. I spent my whole life there, grew up in 4-H, FFA, just a lot of different youth activities in dairy and ag. And I also grew up playing sports year round. And so that's really how I grew passions of dairy and fitness and just being active in that kind of way. And then I went to Penn State, graduated in 2017. And afterwards, that's when I moved south. And I've been in Florida now for about five years. I've done so to move closer to where my then boyfriend was at the time, now my fiance. And when I moved to the Southern States, I didn't necessarily have a plan laid out and I wasn't finding careers or jobs that really were interesting to me or really lined up with what I wanted. I really wanted to be in dairy marketing, things like that, but just not a ton of that down here as much as Pennsylvania. And so that's where I created Dairy Girl Fitness as an Instagram page in 2018 to really combine my passions. And that's really what it started as just a fun Instagram page to be my outlet to feel like I was doing something for the dairy industry. And then it led into me being a full time online entrepreneur and having an online coaching business. So We have been online coaching for over three years now. We offer one-on-one coaching to women. We also have group coaching and we have a team of myself and three assistant coaches. And so we still really focus on combining dairy and ag, but now dairy, ag and fitness, but we also really now get to help more women prioritize their health and really change their lives. I love that so much. And I just know even in the time that we've been connected online to watch you like grow and change and really refine like what your process looks like. Like I think your story is so inspiring and just such a beautiful example of being able to see something in the world that doesn't exist and 
have that like, why not me moment? Like I care a lot about the dairy industry. I love fitness. I want to empower women everywhere to live healthy lives that they love and then creating that and then fully stepping into it. It's, I just think it's so cool. Thank you. And it was something that just started out for fun. And I almost was naive of thinking, am I putting myself into a box here of I'm really promoting and trying to connect with people and women in the dairy and ag industry? Are those people going to care about health and fitness? Because I just didn't have experience in that. And honestly, it's been such an awesome ride because now a lot of the women that we do work with are tied into dairy and ag. And those women didn't feel like they could connect with a lot of other health and fitness coaches who just don't understand this lifestyle or maybe even the nutritional benefits of animal products. So it has been so cool to be able to see the growth, but also watch our community grow in a really fantastic way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you have really been a pioneer in what it looks like, you know, in health and fitness and nutrition for women in agriculture or, um, you know, women in rural communities who are connected to that to see an example, like you said, where a health or fitness coach from Chicago, not that there's, well, maybe there's some things wrong with Chicago, but, um, you know, there, it's just not the same. And that's where so many of the women I work with are like, I, you know, just want to see representation of myself in the things that I'm passionate about. So kudos to you for bringing that all together. Thank so, you. The reason that we are here today, beyond just having a great conversation, because <laughs> I'm obsessed with you, is that you recently put out a post about five strategies to create better habits. And habits is something I talk about so much and I connect with a lot of the the ways that you share with your community about that. So we are creating this episode as a tool and resource to be able to help our communities create better habits in 2023 and beyond. Very excited for it. And I think habits are something that so many people just don't think about. Yeah. So what, in your perspective, like what role do habits play in accomplishing the things we say we want to do? Habits are the foundation of any change. And I think people know habits, but just don't realize how many habits we do or don't have that really impact our overall outcome of different things we want to accomplish. So everyone already has habits, things that we probably don't recognize. Maybe you have the habit of biting your nails, drinking coffee in the morning, or maybe you are awesome at making your bed. But when it comes to wanting to create long lasting change, we can't just focus on the outcome. We have to focus on the daily actions that are required to reach that outcome. And those daily actions then break down into our habits. And so those habits can really make or break the type of lifestyle we want and really how we feel within our own bodies and just within other goals as well. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. So habits is truly like when I started my health journey back in 2019, I guess I had heard the word habit before, but I didn't realize like how much power there was in intentionally choosing my habits. Like you said, we all have them, whether they're good or bad or indifferent. Like there are things that we do without even thinking about it every Mm -hmm. single day. And when we focus on shifting those habits a little bit at a time, that's what really garners those big results that we crave, whether it's fitness related or professionally or with our kids. And so understanding habits was something that totally propelled my journey and brought me even to what I'm doing today. So I'm, I'm on board. So when it comes to how we can create better habits, the first one that at least you mentioned on this post was starting with realistic changes. Can you elaborate more on that? Of course I can. And this is so relevant to literally anything. And 
why we want to focus on habits in general, really, is because these are the things we can control. We can't control everything else in life, but we can control what we do every day. But when we are coming down to the everyday habits, one of the most important things is making sure that we're not doing too much too quick. I love to see fun, extravagant goals. I want to shoot for the stars, but we have to make sure that am I able to do that? Or is that going to make me feel overwhelmed or discouraged and leave you falling into all or nothing mentality? And so when it comes to building habits at last, we need to make sure that we are starting slow and steady because starting fast, doing as much as possible, sure, it may lead to fast change, but I don't care about fast change. I care about long lasting and sustainable change. And so instead, that's where we need to recognize, hey, how can I instead start with small specific goals that feel manageable to me and feel realistic to do for more than a week, more than even a couple weeks. And then I know it may feel small and it may feel like, oh, I'm not doing a whole lot. This isn't doing anything for me. But the great thing about starting small is that you build that confidence, you build that routine, you build the habit. And then you can build upon that into creating bigger change. And so an example of this, because I think so many women still get caught in the mindset of, if I want to see change, I have to work out every single day. And first, you don't have to work out every single day. But even if you're starting from ground zero, I would rather you not aim for five workouts a week, because that's a huge change. And maybe you do it for a little bit. But jumping in that is going to feel kind of overwhelming. So instead, I would rather you start for two workouts a week because it's more realistic. You're going to see how it feels and you're going to be able to really build your routine around that and then see how it goes to modify and adapt and move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I so agree with that. Like so often, I think especially this time of year, we're like, I'm going to do this. 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 And it's so exciting, right? And we, we know it is theoretically possible, but then life happens. Our kids get sick, work gets busy, and we've taken on way more than what's realistic. And so we end up back at the beginning or even worse, where when reality is when you like baby step it down, like you said, it it feels like, oh, this isn't that much, but it's like that, that 1% better mentality. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get this, I'm going to lay this groundwork and then I'm going to put the next layer on and then I'm going to put the next layer on. And then eventually, like before you know it, you're at that place where you originally might have wanted to be, but it wasn't so chaotic or disruptive or hard. (laughs) Exactly. Because there's going to be obstacles and hard parts of creating a habit, but we don't want it to feel impossible. And that's just not the goal of what I do at Dairy Girl Fitness. We want this to be a lifestyle. And so we want to start with those manageable, realistic changes. And like you said, that even if it's just focusing on on getting 1% better every day. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Hey, friend. Just because you're good at what you do and worked so hard to get where you are today doesn't mean you can't do something different. Something that truly lights up your heart in this next chapter of your life. I know how scary it can be to ditch the roles you've always had and step into the unknown of what's to come. I've been there. But what if you had the space and support you've been missing to ask yourself the hard questions and figure out what you really want? Can you even imagine having such laser focused clarity on your priorities that everyone else's opinion doesn't matter because you feel so grounded and good about where you're going? What if you had unwavering trust and confidence in yourself and a tight knit community of rural women like you who are doing the work too? 
How would it feel to have an action plan that you feel so excited to follow and work toward every day because it's not leading you towards someone else's version of success? It's yours. It's not only possible, it's real. This was created for you. My upcoming Ascend Retreat was created to help bring your dreams, big and small, to life. Join us March 16th through 19th in Branson, Missouri for a weekend that will truly change your life forever. Head to emilyrushell.com slash retreats or the link in today's show notes to learn more and secure your spot for this one-of-a-kind experience, especially curated for you. Another strategy for creating better habits is habit stacking, which I think is a game changer. I would love for you to talk more into that. Habit stacking is so fun and I did not come up with this. So I am not the master of habits, y'all. One of the books that I've read, Atomic Habits by James Clear is fantastic. And that's where I really learned a lot about creating better habits. But habit stacking is fantastic because like we talked about earlier, we already have so many habits within our day that are kind of done almost automatically that we may not even realize it. And so with that, when we are trying to create a new habit, a way to make this easier, let's say feel easier, is trying to stack that new habit onto something that we are already doing, right? And this is where we want to maybe find something that, again, is a little bit easier. It's kind of a seamless part of our day. And then find something that feels a little bit trickier. There's a little more resistance to that. Stack them together so it doesn't feel as difficult as trying to start a completely new routine. And so an example of this is something that I had started when I wanted to drink more water and really be intentional about that is recognizing, hey, I already have the habit of drinking coffee in the morning. And I'm sure a lot of people listening probably drink coffee in the morning. And if you have a goal of wanting to drink more water, something that you can do is place a glass or two glasses or just a big jug of water beside your coffee maker in the morning and drink the water as your coffee is brewing. So you're stacking those habits together. You're not necessarily going out of your way to create this habit. And you are working towards creating that habit. You're working towards that goal. Another fun one is if you love Netflix scrolling on social, but you need to get more movement in, get on the treadmill and use that as your time to scroll on your phone or watch whatever series you like. Mm, I love that. It's like those those little instances, like you said, where you're already doing something and like, what can I pair with this that's going to make me feel the way I want to feel? Exactly. It's really just making more of what you already have, right? It's not reinventing the wheel. It's just utilizing and improving upon what you're already doing. It doesn't have to be crazy or complicated. Mm. So along the lines of keeping it simple, um, another thing that you share about is creating less resistance when building new habits. Yes. So with creating less resistance, this is about making it easier to accomplish something that we want to accomplish. Because if you are looking for an excuse in any aspect of life, you will always be able to find one, right? It's confirmation bias. If we're telling ourselves a story, we're going to see that play out in our lives, especially if you are aiming to do something that's new, uncomfortable, different, or maybe even just a little bit scary. If we are trying to find a reason to not do something. If it's like, hey, I want to go exercise, but then it's raining outside. You'd be like, well, I knew I just wasn't supposed to work out today. And so with trying to move past that, we want to make it harder to find those excuses, right? And basically, we want to create less resistance in that path of getting that new habit done and make it easier to accomplish. And this is the same for bad habits as well. And again, making those harder to do. So it's just a little bit more seamless part of our day. And 
examples of this. So try to make a new habit easier. If you want to start working out in the morning, but let's be honest, working out in the morning and waking up early, it's a little bit tricky. So a way to make this easier would be setting out your workout clothes the night before. Or honestly, if you just hate working out in the morning, sleep in your workout clothes, right? Remove a step in accomplishing that goal. Set out your workout bag the night before. Set out your workout snack. Just make it as easy as possible. You get up, put your clothes on, go out the door. It's going to be much easier than you having to find and create all the steps in the morning from scratch. And in terms of that same habit, but making it harder to achieve in a bad way would be the snooze button, right? And so if you're a snoozer, I'm guilty of this. I started setting my phone, which is my alarm, away from the bed. And so I had to get up out of bed to hit that snooze button. I was already up, moving, awake. And so I was creating more resistance to the habit that I was trying to break. Mm-hmm. I think when I was in the habit of getting up in the morning and working out, I noticed that if my daughter was like stirring when I got out of bed and then I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have to open all the drawers and she's going to wake up and then I'm going to like have to go back. It's just going to cause this whole thing. So I would actually take my clothes and take them out to the living room like set up my computer. I was using the Peloton app. Like I would have my stack ready to go so that it was like, I was creating as less obstacles Mm -hmm. between like bed and workout as possible. So I think that's a super powerful example. Yeah. And even giving a few nutrition examples, because I know nutrition is a really tricky thing for a lot, a lot of people. This is where if you feel, oh, I just don't have a lot of healthy things available. or I'm getting fast food because I don't have anything prepped. Create less resistance of getting easy to eat protein sources, get pre-cut veggies and fruit, get microwavable carb sources, right? Just again, find ways to make it easier to accomplish these things. And it'll feel hard at first, but trying to create less resistance will allow it to become a little bit more seamless part. And then eventually it's going to feel so easy that you won't even then maybe need those shortcuts to get it done. Hmm, I feel like that just opened up a whole nother conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What are like the, um, I'm going to really put you on the spot, like Uh top five things if you're wanting to take care of your nutrition to grab at the grocery store. I know you love Aldi like I love Aldi. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love Aldi because first off, it's so cheap. And I will say you can't always plan on certain things because sometimes they don't have it. But for the most part, I'm an Aldi stan. I love it. But in terms of things to focus on, I'm going to go more so in categories versus specific products. But I always like to make sure I'm getting a couple sources of lean protein. My top ones are usually lean ground beef. I use 93.7 or 96.4 lean ground beef. I also love chicken breast. Of course, I love dairy. I'm Dairy Girl Fitness. But Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, and high-protein milk can be fabulous options. They're a lot more affordable than a lot of other things. And then fruits and veggies, which would be two and three. Some of my favorites are berries. I love blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, blackberries. They're going to be higher in fiber, full of antioxidants. Bananas are easy ones as well. Vegetables. If you feel this is where you have a lot of resistance, get canned vegetables. Get frozen vegetables that you can steam. You can put in the microwave. Super duper easy. And a lot of steamable ones have really fun flavors and combinations with other vegetables, carb sources, things like that. And then two other ones would be carb sources. Y'all know I love carbs. And this is where I would opt for maybe whole grain bread. Also brown rice, quinoa can be some great ones to start with. Sweet potatoes are fabulous and regular potatoes. And then my fifth one would be, uh, I don't want to say untraditional, but 
I still would like you to get a few things that you love and things that you enjoy to make this sustainable, right? We don't want to go cold turkey and cut out everything that we feel is bad, sweet or junk food. All these things can still fit. So make sure that you are still incorporating some things that you love and can really make this something that's enjoyable and you look forward to. Also eggs. I forgot to throw that into the protein. <laughs> Although right now you got to be a bajillionaire to be Ooh, able to I know. <laughs> no. I looked at my husband and I was like, uh, about those backyard chickens we used to have. Like we probably should have, we probably should have kept up with that. <laughs> I know. We have a good friend, luckily, that sometimes gives us eggs. And now I think perfect timing. And I didn't realize <laughs> we we're going to go into the egg pandemic thing. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, for real though. Okay. Um, your next strategy was be honest with yourself. And I love this one because every single time I talk about UDU82, I talk about like, what do you actually need in this season? This isn't mm-hmm. college athlete you, this isn't like dream. Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be cool if like, what makes sense for you right now? So I love this one so much. It is so important and so powerful once you realize it because it helps you take ownership, right? And it kind of ties into the first one of starting with small realistic changes because like you had said, we're all in different seasons of life. Our life changes. It's not going to look like it was back in high school, back in college days, back in our single days, or now when you're a mom, a grandma, whatever it may be. And so it's so important to not compare ourselves to different seasons of life when we're just not in that season of life. For example, for me, I am a girl in her 20s. I'm engaged. I have a dog to take care of. I work for myself. I have a very flexible schedule. I can do a lot of things that maybe a woman who's a mom or working two jobs or working on a dairy, you know, may not be able to do. And so it's so important to first not compare ourselves, but then be honest with yourself of recognizing that working towards any habit, any goal in your life, it's going to require trade-offs. It's going to require sacrifices And so you have to be able to recognize then, okay, for this goal that I think I want to work towards or this habit that I want to create, what do I truly want? And what am I willing to do to achieve that and to get there, right? Because so many people want the end goal. We all want the outcome. We all want to feel confident, fabulous, strong, energized, all of the things. But it's not about wanting that goal. It's about recognizing, do you want the work that's required to get there? And You don't always have to love it, but are you willing to do what is needed to achieve that? And if you're not, you need to be honest with yourself and shift the goals or recognize what do I need to shift within my life that is going to help me achieve that goal. Mm, That's so true. It's like, what do you actually want your days to look like? It's one thing to have the end result, but what is important to you on a day-to-day basis? How do you want to be spending your time and how does that fit in with the end result? Like, are they one and the same or are they completely incompatible? And if so, that end result is not going to happen if the daily habits or routine or trade-offs like aren't willing to to match that. Mm -hmm. And it's completely okay to tell yourself, wow, maybe I'm not ready for that goal. I would rather you be honest and realistic with yourself. And just because I am a health fitness coach, an example of this is A year or two ago, I tried going into a calorie deficit to lean out a little bit more. And I realized that I didn't want to do it. I wasn't necessarily tracking my macros. I wasn't following them intentionally. And I just realized, you know, I don't actually want to do this. So why pretend to work towards this goal when I could be working towards another goal that aligns more with my life and kick ass with that a whole lot more than what I'm doing now. And it's for anyone in this arena because a lot of women that we work with want to see fat loss. And there's nothing wrong with a goal like that. 
But you have to recognize that there is a lot that goes into that. Maybe being more intentional with your nutrition, workouts, walking, stress management, sometimes going through a reverse diet, eating more food, getting uncomfortable. And if you're not willing to do those things and prioritize them, that's okay. You can't expect to see that outcome if you're not willing to create the habits needed to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that advice is so transferable, obviously in nutrition and fitness and, you know, talking about health goals. But I think even when it comes to business, like it's yep. one thing to be like, oh, I want to make this much money in a year or I want to launch this thing or whatever that looks like. And I'll admit, I'm not the best at thinking about all the steps it's going <laughs> to take to actually get there. I'm like, I'm just going to do this thing and figure it out. But I've really learned over the past year and a half of what is it actually going to take to get this thing that I'm saying is important? And it does that line up. You know how I feel about New Year's resolutions, but hey, if you're looking for a tool to help keep you accountable to the habits that make you feel your best, do I have a solution for you? My You Do You 82 Challenge has helped thousands of women intentionally build and break habits all while embracing the sustainable mindset of progress over perfection. You can find more information and the link to my free Journey Through You Do You 82 workbook and habit trackers in today's show notes. And I think the last thing you talk about is what it looks like to celebrate yourself along the way, which has been... Um, have you read The Gap and the Gain? I have not, but oh. I'm looking for some more personal development style books. Mm-hmm. This is that. This is a really big one for this, but I'll I'll let you talk about about your thoughts on it. When I'm interested for more books, because I love different books, but I uh, I'll talk about this before we veer totally off course talking <laughs> about books. But throughout all of this, the most important thing to see success with anything is making sure you're cheering yourself on. You are celebrating yourself. And that doesn't mean that we can't call ourselves out for our own BS or recognize what can I improve upon? What did I not do great? What do I need to do better? But in general, as women, we are so quick to tear ourselves down and find the things that we're not doing good enough at uh, through social media, just through kind of how a lot of us have been raised. There's always things that we can nitpick at and find that we're not meeting the bar. But Instead of constantly trying to tear yourself down, because we can't hate ourselves into change, you can't shame yourself into sustainable change. I challenge anyone, but especially our clients as well, to celebrate yourself and really celebrate all wins, big and small. Because when we're able to do that, we're building that confidence, we're building that trust in ourselves, and we're really building a solid foundation for us to work on. Because no matter what, I don't think a lot of people realize how important mindset is. I mean, I get it. Yes, we have a brain. We think things. But if we aren't starting with the mindset, nothing's going to last. And so if you're constantly belittling yourself, that real change isn't going to happen because you really just have to be your biggest cheerleader and really challenge yourself to grow that confidence. And I know it's really hard, but as you continue showing up and really celebrating yourself for accomplishing these things, even if it's not everything you want to be doing, the harder things won't seem as impossible or scary because you think, well, I I was able to get through that one hard day. I was able to accomplish that or do this really scary thing. Why not this next thing? Why not me? Yeah. I think the most powerful line in that is like, you can't shame yourself into 
a sustainable life change yeah. or that's, or one that's going to feel good. Because mm-hmm. even if you reach that goal, but you were at war with yourself the entire time, you're going to feel equally as miserable at that point as you were at the beginning. So really retraining our mindset for that of gratitude and celebration and love and self-compassion and embracing the journey along the way makes that change and everything that follows feels so much better. 1000% because like I said earlier, there are trade-offs and sacrifices with any goals, but the whole point of taking care of your health, your fitness, you know, building a business, whatever it may be, chasing your goals, it's supposed to overall be enjoyable. It's supposed to be kind of fun, right? And so if you're working towards a goal and you feel miserable most of the time, you know, there are going to be seasons that things feel really hard. Things feel really uncomfortable and sticky. That's okay. But if majority of the time, all the time, you just feel miserable, you're missing out on life events, you are tired, you feel restricted, that's not worth it in any term of goal. And for some, maybe they're okay with living that way, but I am not. And neither are clients. And that's what I really want to show that with habits, you can create a lifestyle that allows you to enjoy the best of both worlds. Yeah. Which I love so much. Like, let us be the generation of women who know what it means to take care of ourselves from the inside out and Mm -hmm. love ourselves through it all, because that is not the world we grew up in. And I am confident that that mindset, like, will change the world. Completely. (laughs) Even through the conversations I have, so many women talk about obstacles as I have a hard time prioritizing myself. I put myself on the back burner. And I love that. There are so many women that want to take care of other people and really care for those other people, but we have to recognize that we can do both and we need to do both. Mm-hmm. So what else would you add to this list? Any like bonus habit hacks, strategies for if you have a goal in mind, whether fitness or maybe business, because mm-hmm. I know you've been really um, intentional about the way that you're growing that, like what other advice would you offer for someone who is looking to change their habits or their lifestyle to to meet a new goal? I would say audit your environment. And this can be in person or online. And I know maybe in person is a little bit trickier, right? You can't just get up and go and leave. But audit the people you're surrounding yourself with. If you are constantly surrounding yourself with people that are playing it small, belittling themselves, even belittling you, and just really not that driven, not that confident, you're going to start finding yourself kind of going down to that level. And so if you can't fully get out of that situation in person, that's where online can be really helpful. Finding a community of people that challenge you, that want to see you succeed, that cheer you on, and really want to celebrate you through the process and that force you to level up a little bit, right? And I know it cannot always feel fun to step into a room or a group where you don't feel like the smartest, baddest, awesome person in the room. But It can be a way that really forces you to grow and level up and not compare yourself to these people, but use them as inspiration. And that goes for the negative side of things online as well. You want to make sure that if there is anyone that is not encouraging you in the best way or not making you feel great about yourself, remove those people from your life. And so that's where I would say the bonus could come in of really just also auditing your people your surroundings, and again, creating that less resistance within your environment. So for example, and again, this is a big one that I know not everyone can do. But when my fiance, he changed jobs, I work from home, we 
we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I felt very lonely because my fiance travels a lot for work. And so we sold the house and we moved into an apartment that's closer to things, closer to people. And again, I know not everyone just do that, but the timing worked out and changing my environment really just brought so much energy into mm. my day, brought happiness because I see people, I have interactions, I'm near a lot of things that I love. And so that's just a big example, but how mm-hmm. things can really elevate or potentially kind of bring you back down to the level you're trying to escape from. Absolutely. And you have to be intentional about it. You have to Mm -hmm. make those choices and sometimes have hard conversations. And like you said, put yourself in uncomfortable situations where you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know anyone here, but these people have the energy that I want to bring into this next season. These people are embodying what I want to grow into, whether that's joining a specific gym, which I know for us who live in the middle of nowhere is LOL, (laughs) or an online community or a mastermind or something like that. It's just you won't necessarily grow in the ways that you want to if your environment looks the exact same way it always has. Yeah. And it ties into another kind of bonus tip of don't be afraid to invest in yourself. And Mm -hmm. it is actually kind of scary, but don't let the fear stop you from doing it. If you don't have that community, if you don't have the mentorship, find a place to get it, invest in yourself and really putting yourself first in that kind of way grows confidence. And it's kind of a catalyst to really going after the things that you want and kicking ass with it. Oh gosh. I think we're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have the same name. I mean, that's a great start. That's true. It is like divine. But yeah, you talked about like some different ways to invest in yourself. You've talked about some different books. Um, What other resources do you typically share with your community or direct your clients to as maybe they are reprogramming their environment and looking to be inspired by people that they haven't heard from before? Yeah. So for our clients as well, we have check-ins with them every week and we have daily message access with our clients. So that is where we can help them one-on-one. But like we've talked about, we also tell them audit your surroundings in person and kind of build a safeguard of things that if you can't get away from the environment, you know, how can you work on your mindset and auditing who you're following online. But we also love some books that can really help our clients. And one of them is a swear word to start out, but it's Unf Yourself by Gary John Bishop. And so all of our clients get that book when they sign up with us. It's a short, really awesome read. I love that. It's a great way to work in your mindset. Atomic Habits by James Clear is really great. And so those are fantastic. And there are a lot of other book recommendations I have, but I think it really starts with building your confidence as well. And so we do a lot of trainings on confidence. We really encourage different people to follow, maybe not follow, step away from. And that would kind of be the tip of the iceberg, right? Aside from that one-on-one work we do with them. Very cool. All right. So when you look back at yourself and the way that your mindset has changed around habits or you know, reaching for the goals that you set, mm-hmm. how have you evolved from I don't know, think back to a a previous version of yourself to now. That's fun and kind of hard to do. Not hard to do, but it is wild to think of the journey that I've been on in general, but with Dairy Girl Fitness. My goal is to never necessarily be an online entrepreneur or have a coaching business. I mean, that was never in the cards for me or what I thought. And so I think I have been forced to be more confident. I can be very confident in certain situations, but I've always doubted myself a lot growing up in a really silly way. I've done a lot of great things. I've been able to accomplish a lot, but in terms of changing my habits, I've had to 
really believe in myself a little bit more and just be okay with going after something, even if it doesn't pan out, especially with Dairy Girl Fitness. It was something that I knew, hey, I can figure this out, but it may not work out. And I wanted to take the leap anyways. And I think for me, it was just recognizing that life's too short to be in a position that I don't love. And there's just so many opportunities that it's crazy to not explore something that I'm interested in. But throughout all of that, I had to have that confidence in myself of building those habits and being able to follow through with that. And throughout that as well, like we talked about, just having mentors and coaches to help me along the way and help me build those habits has helped tremendously. Mm. So you've talked a little bit about Dairy Girl Fitness. So tell us how people can find you, work with you, all of the above. Of course. <laughs> Luckily, you can pretty much find me anywhere by Dairy Girl Fitness. It was not something that was taken, luckily. So I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, which is a rabbit hole to fall down into. <laughs> but Facebook as well, YouTube, we have our website, dairygirlfitness.com. And you can find me on all those different platforms. We have a private Facebook group in in Facebook, of course, but Dairy Girl <laughs> Fitness. And this is a place we do weekly trainings in there. They're completely free on different topics around health, fitness, and nutrition. And if you are interested in just learning more about what we do or working with us, you can head to my website. We have more information about our one-on-one coaching. I have a gym guide. That's a really great place to get started. If you want to work out, we have some fun apparel. If you love dairy and you want to show the world (laughs) and we're actually going to be launching our next round of group coaching, which is fit and fearless circle very soon. And so there's information on all those things on my website. Also, just send me a DM on Instagram, and I would love to have a conversation with you about anything, but especially if you want to learn a little bit more about our community, our programs, and what we're about. I love it so much. Okay, one final question that I asked every guest on this show, what does personal growth mean to you? Personal growth means not being afraid to fail and viewing it as failing forward. I think it's just viewing everything as an opportunity to grow and to learn. And even one of my words for the year is enthusiasm. And it's really finding the good in all situations, even the really shitty hard situations, but it's going into it with enthusiasm that, hey, I can really have the enthusiasm because this is fun. This is awesome. This is wonderful. Or I'm going to have the enthusiasm to make the most out of this situation and look for it as an opportunity to grow. Mm, I love that so, so, so much. Mic drop right there. Well, Emily... Thank you so much um, for sharing your insight and wisdom with us today. I have no doubt that it will spark many ideas for our listeners and help them along their own journey. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have I told you today how much I appreciate you? I'd like to imagine this was a meaningful backyard patio kind of chat between friends sipping LaCroix at sunset. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a screenshot to share or forward this episode to a friend. You can also find me at Emily Rushel over on social to continue the conversation. It's truly a joy to hear what tidbits and takeaways made an impact on your day. As always, all links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes listed below or over at emilyrushell.com. Special thanks to my podcast manager, Jill Carr, for the time and love she puts into producing gathering growth for this community. What a blessing it is to be on this personal growth journey together. Forever grateful for you.